Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. We are joined by a guest today, everybody. We have a very special guest in the studio, the one and only newest cast member. Well, one of the two newest cast members of RHONY, Miss Elise Slane. Hi, David. How are you? I'm well. How are you today? Thank you, first of all, for coming all the way downtown in the rain. In the rain, you took an Uber. I took an Uber, but I'm still having a bad hair day for it. I think your hair looks great. Really? Yeah. That's why I love you. I feel like, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, I feel exhausted today. So I feel like I look not so great today. No, no, you look good. I was waiting. You always look good today. I do? Wow. You do. That's nice of you. <laughs> I was waiting for you to be like, are we really doing this today? It's raining out. Oh you my lo- God, do you think I'm like one of these like Upper East Side women who melt in the rain? Not melt, but I listen. I used to be a Chelsea girl who never left. Like, if you wanted me to come see you, mm-hmm. I would. It would take me seven months to come to the Upper East Side. <laughs> you would come to me. Of course, I would. <laughs> listen, I've come to you every time that we've hung out. Per se, this is true. So that's the thing. Like, we've become new BFFs. We in addition, have. right? We have fun together. We just bonded. I know. We're gonna get okay. So let's just. So that's it. Like, I mean, this is how we all know you. You are. You're, you know what I'm going to say. Do you know what I'm going to say? I don't. I'm afraid. Go ahead. Say it. This is how the world thinks. And this is how the audience thinks. Like technically, if you want to be technical and you're going to be like, oh, great. That's (laughs) nice of you to say about Leah. Technically, Leah is the new Bethany. And you are the new Barbara Kay. Oh, see? Oh, David, really? That's what I said in our story, and you were not happy when I put that on it. But <laughs> this is, I mean, just technically. Now, you are, and like, you know, listen, I know Barbara. I know Barbara's like PR people, nothing against Barbara. Like, I love all of them. But technically, like, just technically. Now, you're much right. different, of course, but that's how, you know, just for the world as we meet you. Right. Well, I don't know Barbara at all. So I actually... You never met I'm her? I'm being playful. No. Yeah, I'm, you I'm, are being playful. So I can't take offense to it because I don't know her at all. And we all know that editing can change a person. Oh, my God. 
uh, you're telling me. <laughs> no, Elise is like, like guys, Elise is the nicest person possible. So, but that is technically like, you're, you know, your role. You're the new friend of. Now, before we get into all of that and how you are now here and like why you're on RHNY, let's think back. So how we met, do you remember how we met? Because I, I do. I think it was, it was. You we don't were, have to. We were filming at the bullying event, the anti-bullying event in which everybody bullied Tinsley. Yes. So the anti-bullying event, which was a live podcast show, which like I was invited, I was a part of. So you walked in and I have a funny story about, see, this is the thing, like you, not everyone remembers everything. You were there. I forgot. I think you came by yourself. I mean, you were filming, but I think you walked in by yourself. Right. Yes. And see, this is just, this just says something about me. Not that I shouldn't treat every human being with respect, but when you were sitting there, I think I said something like, just watch my bag or something. And then like, I didn't realize you were the new, you know, one of the new cast members or new friends of until later. So I was like, oh my God. You're like, and I just told this bitch to watch my bag. That's, that is 100% what I said to myself. And I, and I think you were even had like a funny response, like what, I'm not going to go in your bag or something like that. You, you, You said something like that, but yes, that's exactly how I thought. I was like, God, I would have been, see, it really makes me a horrible person. You were the nice one. You were like, I'll watch your bag. And I was like, God, I would have been nicer if I knew she was actually on the show. Oh, that does make you a little bit of a, an elitist. Yeah. Yeah. You see? See, you got to be nice to everyone. I am. It's one of the New Year's resolutions. I'm okay. really working How's on it. How's that working out for you? I think I've gotten a little better, believe it or not. Okay. That and Jomo, Joy of Missing Out, which I think you're good at. You're good. Like, you know, just. Yes. Like, like it's it, Fashion Week and I have, I was invited to shows. I have no interest. I do not have FOMO, although I wear a FOMO hat. Play and play. who invited you to the shows? I invited you. You invited me to some shows and, and least, some other friends. Yes. And you're just like, now pass. Yeah. I yeah. get it. I get it. So that's how, so that's where we met. That's how we met. Then we ran into each other again, I think the second time at another filming Right? The Married right. to the Mob 15th anniversary, I think yes, it was, Leah's, Leah's party. Leah's party. Which, that was a fun party. All I know is that party went from nobody being there, and I, I had a first drink, and then there was like 8,000 people there. Right, right. Well, Leah, as you guys will see this season, is gangsta. I adore Leah. Love. I'm obsessed. Yes. I'm obsessed. And you know what the thing is, like... In speaking to each, I mean, I'm sure, listen, it's not like I've spoken to everyone on the cast extensively, but just, you know, in running into certain people, everyone has great things to say about her. I have not heard, you know, I mean, listen, I'm sh- we have a show and I'm, I, I don't know what's coming, but right. like to me, like, I feel like that's the sentiment. But I love Leah. You went to dinner with her the other night, right? I Yes, I did. Where'd you guys go? Any work good? We, yeah, we know we hung out at her apartment for a while and that that's we were nice. just going to chill. We were both very casual. And then decided that we were really hungry and went to Nobu. Oh. And we sat in the corner, just the two of us, and just had great conversation and great food. It's funny. I was just talking about Nobu yesterday. I I need to be re in like I need to be reintroduced. The last few times I was at Nobu, I wasn't overly blown away. But I was with someone yesterday who was like, You need to go back. I don't know. I wasn't so I mean, I've been there a million. It's, I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean, you know what? The prices are, are extreme, but the food For is, what it delicious, is delicious. And it's it's always people watching. 
You know where we need to go when you're back down in this area? Mm-hmm. Mamoya. There's one on the Upper West Side, but the one in Chelsea, it's like true. I'm not even just saying this. It's some of the best sushi in all of New York. I will come back down to this area to go out with you. Thank you. But you do know how much I love coming up to you now, too. Yes, that's right. Like tonight, I said we don't need to go to the Regency because I, I need <laughs> I like need a night off from the Regency. You don't want to run into Harry Dubin at the Regency? That's like a nightly occurrence for me these days. <laughs> like... People are going to start saying, like, this is where we are going to find David Yontef, because I literally am posting from there every night now. I've noticed. Have have you noticed that? I have noticed that. So I, I, like, need a break. But I'm telling you, it's the best popcorn in... Well, speaking of the Regency, so right, then we filmed, and then that's the third time that I saw you. Right. At the Regency, I was there. I don't know if Harry was there, but you were sitting at the bar with a friend. Right. And I noticed you, and I came over to you, and you remembered who I was, which is, I can't say about all of your cast members, even though I've met <laughs> some of them. Hey, all of my cast members don't always rem- remember who I am. Listen, people know I talk about the singer stinger all the time on the show. Listen, this this is an honest show here behind yeah. the velvet rope. Yeah. I, I just call it like it is, guys. But um, what was I going to say? So I came over to you and I asked you, you know, I, I introduced, you know, you remembered who I was. And I said, can I have a picture? And you said, do you remember what you said to me? Did I you don't. see? Do you see how sick I am? What did I say? Okay, can I just tell you? And I talk about this all the time on the show. I drink so much vodka. I mean, uh-huh. I do. I like to drink, but I mean, um, you know, I my memory for so many things is horrible. When it comes to like Real Housewives, <laughs> I could tell you everything. <laughs> People are like, well, what did you do yesterday? I'm like, I don't even remember what I did yesterday. You said to me, we can – you were very nice. Mm-hmm. You said to me, we can take another picture. We can take a picture. You said you posted two pictures with me. One of them I really liked and one of them I really didn't like. Oh, yeah. See? No, one was – one would have been really bad for me if I was single and that were like on a dating site. Really? People would have like swiped left. Is that it? You swipe right or left? You swipe left if when you, you don't, don't want. want. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a bad picture. Really? Yeah. Oh. And I was still – nice to you in spite of it listen you were so nice to me and like listen you brought up the picture and then i said well let's do another picture and then we had a whole photo shoot and you know i'm so far behind on posting pictures i post in order of the day of eight o'clock right. no you yeah it's you not posted, posted the new jersey housewives over our picture don't think i didn't notice that you're in the queue yeah first margaret and <laughs> we're up to like Teresa and margaret you are in the queue coming okay. So then we met at the Regency, and then that's when we kind of bonded, and then we went out for drinks and dinner. Right. And I came to the Upper East Side, and we did not go to the Regency. That's right. So I do enjoy coming up and seeing you. So that's kind of how we met. This is who you are. Now, just let's go back a little bit. Like, tell us about yourself. Like, let's go all the way. But like, yes, yesterday, someone said to me, really, at the beginning? I mean, you could give the Cliff Notes version. Like, where were you born? Okay. Tell us about all yourself. Right. Well, I was actually born. Born in Brooklyn. I was a Brooklyn girl and then moved to Stony Brook, Long Island. Oh, okay. Um, I would have guessed New York-ish somewhere. Yeah, yeah, New York is in my veins. Me too. Um, And then... So you grew up in Long Island. I grew up in Long Island. I came back to the city um, for work. I worked as a financial journalist at Reuters. Okay. Um, I was an expert in mortgage-backed securities reporting, which sort of launched a Wall Street career for me. So then I went into sales for mortgage-backed securities. I was in bond sales. And then I went into trading at Cantor Fitzgerald. And I traded mortgage-backed securities at Cantor. And when I left Cantor, I was 
just sort of trading my own account and being a full-time mom, which I loved, and did some writing on the side for hedge funds. Um, used to do a little ghost writing for doctors, and then huh. I started trading cryptocurrencies several years ago, and that's what I do now. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, listen, you're like me. Like, I'm I'm an ex corporate tax lawyer. We're we're like you're like a closet smart person. I mean, not that I didn't, <laughs> not that I didn't think you were smart, but like that's I don't even I couldn't do any of that that you just said. It's um it well most days it's fun. I've had a couple of bad days, but most days I enjoy it. So you were like financial services all the way. Mm-hmm. Living in New York, did you move when you moved to New York? Did you move right to the Upper East Side? No, no, no. I lived with a bunch of friends um, on 77th and Lex, and then I moved to 99th and Columbus, and all over. Then I was so you downtown single girl. in Washington, Washington Square West. Um, got married the first time and lived on West 68th. Um, That's husband, what I was. My thinking. ex-husband and I had a little mattress on the floor in his studio apartment. Um, probably the happiest we ever were. I get it. I get it. Simpler times. Yeah. Simpler times. Yeah. Well, you know, they say more money, more problems. That's that's, that's what they say. So you married your first husband, mm-hmm. mattress on the floor, and that is when you had your daughter, this yeah. first husband. Yes. I, I, I really, she's looking at me like, you know, I, I really don't know these yes, answers. My, my daughter, We're like new BFFs. My daughter is adorable. She's 25, very smart, grew up in the city. Um, went to Chapin and then on to Columbia University and works at a hedge fund now. And she's she's the kind of kid that laughs tears. I saw pictures of her. You showed me. I as we were talking before we started this, I truly think I have someone to fix her up with. If <laughs> if, if she's single, I'm not kidding you. Well, she set me up with my current husband, so that would be uh, me paying back a debt. That and listen, this guy, he's on Bravo. We don't need to get into what show he's on. He's age appropriate, like 31, 32, mm-hmm. right? He seems to somehow do well for himself and he's really cute. And listen, he's actually really nice. We're going to talk we'll off t- air. We'll yeah, because talk. I'm secretly in love <laughs> with him. But you sure we can't bring him to the other side? Well, he's also a new BFF, and I wasn't quite sure, and he's definitely straight. I mean, uh-huh. not that I tried anything, but right. I asked him. And okay, you put it out there. I put it out there. Okay. He's straight. We're gonna, but I'm telling you, he he could be good for your daughter, <laughs> like for real. Um, okay, so she, so that was you mentioned she fixed you up with your current husband. So you had one first husband, and then yes. you had a divorce, and this is your second husband. Yes, and I've been married for a year and a half. And she fixed you up and tell us how that came about. You told me, and I think it's a very funny story. So she was a freshman in college, and she did not love the guys that I was dating. I had a little rotation that I was doing. And she came home from school one day and realized she hadn't thought it all the way through. But she said to me, you should go to the juice bar next to Serafina with the dog, my little white Maltese. And have a smoothie. Because you always bring the Maltese. I always bring the Maltese. And I said, why should I go have a smoothie? I said, do you want a smoothie? Yeah. And she said, no, you should go and have a smoothie. And she's sort of thinking about this, realizing, okay, now she needs to break the news to me. And I said, what's up, Nicole? And she said, well, promise you won't be mad. And I said, well, I'm already getting mad. So what's going on? Yeah, that's a strange way to start, right? And she said, there is a gorgeous guy waiting to meet you 
And I said, and how do you know this gorgeous guy? And she said, well, that's where we go back to the promise you won't be mad. And I'm like, Nicole, spill it. Seriously. And she said, Mom, I don't love the guys that you're dating. So I put you on on Match.com. Oh, my god! And I'm like, you what? Now, I had some high-profile issues going on that when the paper, the last thing I needed was a profile to end up on page So she, like, literally put your picture. She literally put up a profile. And she, and I said, oh, my God. I said, and some pedophile is communicating with my daughter. And she said, no, no, no. He thinks I'm you. Oh, my God. And I said, do you know identity theft is a felony? I mean, it is true. That's that's identity theft. Identity theft. And I said, well, I'm not going to meet him. And she said. So she literally took pictures of you and it was corresponding with multiple people. No, she only corresponded with him. Really? He was, Yes. She, Everyone else didn't make her cut. No one made her cut. And, wow. I, and she said to me, well, the good news is you had hundreds of responses. And I'm just glaring at her. And um, I said, well, I'm not going to meet him. So you could send him a text and cancel. And she said, well, I don't have his phone number. I'm not that stupid that I would like give him the phone number right. and try to pretend to be you on the phone. Right. And she said, mom, he's innocent. Just go tell him what I did and tell him your daughter's a jerk. And that's that. And then. You, you know, you don't have to deal with it anymore. And I said, I'm not going. Yeah. And she said, well, then I'll go and I'll tell him what I did. And I said, you are not leaving this apartment until you're 40. Right. Because, I mean, that's. So she's like, mom, he's innocent. Yeah, just, like... you know, just go tell him. Don't leave him standing there. And I and said, And you're like pissed fine. at this point. You're I'm like, totally this is a waste. pissed. But I'm like, fine. So I walk out the door and she comes running after me with the dog. And she's like, he's expecting the dog. And so I thought, oh, okay, so you didn't put up pictures of me. And she's like, oh, I put up tons of pictures. Oh, my God. And I'm like, and she probably put up pictures of the dog and they probably talked about the dog. No, they didn't talk oh. about the dog. But yeah, but uh, I was like, I will so deal with you when I get home. Seriously. So I went and there I'm sitting on the bench outside of this juice bar and this very handsome guy with this heavy German accent comes over to me and offers to buy my dog a smoothie. And I laugh and I said, I have to apologize to you. I said, I'm actually not looking to meet anyone. And he said, what? And I said, you weren't communicating with me on match. And I'm so sorry you were communicating with my daughter. Oh, my God. And he turns white and he says, how old is your daughter? I said, she's a freshman in college and I promise there's going to be serious ramifications for this. Yeah. And he said, well, I have three that age. So I suggest we sit down on this bench and not leave until we think of an appropriate punishment for your very badly behaved daughter. That's some game. That's some game. And I was like, okay, have a seat. And we started talking and... We spent the rest of the afternoon together. We went to dinner. Really? Yeah. And we So dated. like from not yeah. wanting to go, you had like a seven-hour date or yep. some yep. huge marathon date. Yeah. Really? Um, and then, you know, I was still dating my rotation, but I couldn't wait to get home and text with him or talk with him. And then my daughter had to cancel Mother's Day. Um, we were spending the whole day together, but she had finals and a paper due. Okay. So she had to cancel and said, I'll come home for dinner, but I'm so sorry I can't spend the day. And he had texted me and wished me a happy Mother's Day. And I said, well, not so happy. Nicole ended up blowing me off. 
And he said, well, can I take you to brunch for Mother's Day? So we went to brunch and then we walked around the park and there were beautiful flowers and we shared earbuds and listened to music and that was that. Interesting. Yeah. So like your, you know, your daughter really knew kind of who to weed out. That's, yeah. And he was listen, the antithesis of anyone I'd ever gone out with. And she was just like, this is the guy I have a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's very cerebral. He's um, an introvert. Most of the guys I've been with were extroverts and would really sort of command a room. And his background, he's a theoretical physicist and he's an expert in string theory. Oh, my God. You're both like these closet smart people. Right? Or like just <laughs> He's not outwardly, so in the closet. Right. Or like outwardly <laughs> smart people. I tell people, I'm like, listen, just because I want to talk about housewives and two housewives all day does not mean... Why do you love the housewives so much? You know, a lot of people haven't really asked that. I mean, listen, I have a lot of diverse tastes. I love real estate. I said uh-huh. this, I, real estate is like a passion. I'm not really a foodie. I love food, but like I don't need to go and like make a 17-hour thing over a meal. So like real estate, fashion. Well, you know, I think, okay, first of all, I think gay men in women, that's like a match made in heaven right. to start with, you know, were around the same ages. You know, I think like to me, like, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, it's all the same, I mm-hmm. feel. I feel, you know, like if you've done well or had like a nice career and like have done well for yourself, like it's just like we live – like I think we live like similar lives – Right, Does that make but any but sense? there's a lot of women who live the same life, and they're not on housewives. That's Would true. Would you want to be friends with them? Yeah, and I am friends with a lot of them. Okay, All it's right. just that because some of the housewives could be pretty bitchy, actually. Right? Oh my god, <laughs> that's an understatement. Well, that's what people don't realize is like there's an evolution to like becoming friends with the housewives. It's like well, there's like or there's a curve. It's like. That a whole thing don't meet your heroes. Yes, a lot of the housewives right. could be bitchy. So you want to meet them and be friends with them. But I can honestly say, having been in this world for long enough, there is another side. There are people now that I'm not – A, I'm not interested in being friends with. There's at least two people I don't even think well, – three housewives I'm not even necessarily interested in speaking to. Okay. So you know what I mean? So right. it's still like at the end of the day – we're still all human. Right. And it's not like you're just going to be friends with everyone. I mean, you kind of meet people and then you should you're just... only be friends with the housewives that would watch your bag. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. And you know what? That is not a lot. Yeah. That is not a lot. I mean, listen, yeah. I could talk about this all day. I think that's not most. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, and I think that's like, there's a lot of reasons why. I think. This is a system that's kind of – this is just my opinion. Right. That like Bravo, Andy, whoever it is created this regime where you know you have no job security at all times. So if you were – this is just my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like my – maybe I should write a book on this. Like the the psychology behind Housewives. Like so if you worked at like, you know, Credit Suisse or Reuters or wherever you worked and you basically – I mean no one has job security. But if you really went in every day feeling like you didn't have job security, which I truly think is most Housewives. Right. That's true. With a few exceptions. I would – so you kind of am always – you're always you have to have your own back at all times and you're 
Like, it's almost like you're jockeying for your own position at all times. Right. And it's not very exciting or fun. You know what I mean? So it's almost like you're worried about yourself. Like, it's like... Well, it's an environment that is conducive to women being mean. Yeah. Like, it's a... Yeah. And it's a whole bigger issue of, like, reality TV. You know, like, I just used this example the other day. Like, Tamara. Like, Tamara Judge, you know, from, like, The Real Housewives of OC. Like... She was on the show. I mean, it was reported she was making $900,000, which I believe after the amount mm-hmm. of years. And now she is let go. You know, her story right. is over. So now it's like, well, what now? No, I'm not saying $900,000 is not a lot of money, but did you save any of that? Do you, you know what I mean? So it's right. like, where do you go after this? So if you really boil it down in a way, it's like you're on this and you're not necessarily going to say no, but then it's like it – not uh, maybe ruins lives is too dramatic. No, it's not dramatic. I mean, if you look at a lot of the stories of the girls on the show, right? Um, you know, divorces and arrests and right. Like if you look at Teresa, like I don't know, would all of this have happened? Probably if not. You weren't in the public eye. Probably not. Right. So that's where it gets to be like whether it's one year or ten years, it's over. And then I mean. Where do you go? I mean, Tamara Barney can't walk in. I mean, Tamara Judge can't walk and get a job somewhere. I mean, apparently she just applied for her real estate license. But you know what I mean? So, like, if you really think of the evolution of this, it's like a moment in your life and then, like, at what cost? Well, that's why Bethany was very smart. So smart. Yeah. So smart. And I I hope that Leah does the same thing with it. You compare Leah to Bethany. And um, I hope Leah is able to capitalize off it because she's got the brain. She's got the look. She's just raw. And this should be good for Mary to the mob, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. or, you know, whatever else she wants to do yeah. with her career. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I always said if I was on Housewives, just for instance, A, I would hold on for dear. I mean, I, I would literally be like I could be fired like literally within an hour and I'm going to not whatever the money is and the money is not anything in the first year or second year etc but like i would just a not live at what you know if i was then making however many dollars i would not live at that means or i would not change my life and i would you just it's the side hustle well i always tell people um and i've told my daughter for years and friends that you should always live below your means i 100 percent agree i was saying this the other day too like that's the key. Yes. Right. Like if you make 900 and you used to make 100, okay, like live at like 400. Like live Not even. No. Not even. No. You have the financial no. background. I have the financial background. Yep. And I think you need to you don't need another another bag. I'm actually I'm not materialistic. You don't? No, you don't. I am the least materialistic out of all the girls on the show. Why and did I am you like, choose a bag, Elise? Cuz you because do know I have bag issues, right? I know you have bag issues. And watch issues. Yes. So a yes. bag issue is nothing so compared to So to me, you're filling I'm filling, you're filling a, void. a void. Yeah, yes. no, I Yes. And I, that's what shopping is, right? It's it's like a drug and you're going for the next high. And I think that when you get to a place in your life. I don't you, disagree. Right. When you figure out what's missing in your life. There was when I was unhappily married, I had become materialistic. And as soon as I was out of the marriage, I couldn't care less. I have a that now you're going to want to throw up. I have a closet filled with Birkins that I have never used. Yeah, now, that's. Yes. I, and well, I, 
I had a bo- I had a, an ex boyfriend that was super into Birkins and the whole prestige and the look, and it was never my look, but he kept buying them. I huh. should just sell them or something. Well, I was gonna say like I I mean listen I don't want anything yeah. out of this. I can come over help you catalog cat cat like categorize these and yeah. Yeah. I, I'm getting nothing out of it. I just think but, you should organize it, pictures, and they should be sold. And know, you should get the money from it. I know. I agree with all that. But, like, in a way, like, listen, I'm very happy in life. I know what you think. Elise wants to find me a boyfriend. I know I you. Do. we've talked about Listen, I'm not – I'm up for the challenge. Go, go ahead. By all means, <laughs> I'm not stopping you. Keep your eyes open. You know, I've gotten four couples married, by the really? way. Really? Yes. I'm very good at setting people up. Oh. Yes. And I know you don't think I should date the young ones anymore. We already talked about right. this. I, I would agree per se with that. Right. Listen, I, you keep your eyes open. I for am. Me. I am. I'm okay with like a nice Upper East Side boy. Okay. That's successful. But it, it, yes, but I would still like certain things. Like I would still like my bags. I know. I but know but I agree. Like I agree that. But you know what? I'm actually not judging. If that's what makes you happy. Health then that's is what all that matters happy. though. Right. It is. Yes, of course. I, of I mean, course. I truly believe that. Because, like, this is why, like, I'm happy every day, more or less. Because, like, as long as you wake up and you have your health that day, like, you've won the day. I, I, I truly true. believe this. See? See, I have yeah. a whole different side. You do. Ha- you do. I do. And it's okay to be, yeah. you know, to be materialistic. And look, I mean, a lot of I mean, I'm of buying Gucci's, on- not Birkins. <laughs> like, there is somewhat of a difference. <gasps> Okay, I'll give you that. You see? But a lot of what people are drawn to on the housewives mm-hmm. is is the sensational and the designer things and the fashion shows and the lifestyle that people at home sit back and say, oh, I wish I could do that. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. But the truth is, once you're doing it, you're like, well, this is kind of boring. I'd love to cuddle up with someone I love at home and, you know, watch. uh... And... Let's face it, not and I'm not thinking of New York, just in general, the whole the whole thing, not all the women have as much money as it appears to the outside world. You know, they uh... <laughs> like to your point of like living above like I actually don't live at my means. Like I, I like right. live below my means. Right. Believe yeah, it no, or not. There are, there are appearances that that Yes. I guess perception is reality, right? Yes. <laughs> Now, okay, so moving along, we I think we should address, and not in a bad way, but I told you we were going to address this. Like, okay, listen, all right. You're on it. Listen, if you Google my name, a whole bunch of shit comes up. Yeah, I'm the Google search from hell. So before I even knew you, like this is way back, someone was like, oh, did you Google this? You know, like after it was announced, and I, I actually never did. Uh-huh. I only know this really because you told me it the other night over drinks. So I think we should address, when you Google your name, the two things that come up and Let's, you know, I'm giving you, since you're my friend, I want you to like, like your story made a lot of sense to me. So would you like to talk about the nanny or the apartment? Oh my gosh. Well, we could talk about the, we could talk about the apartment. Okay. I was buying my current apartment with an ex-boyfriend and we broke up a few days before the closing. He and I were going to split the apartment, split the cost, the renovation. And we broke up a few days before the closing 
And the co-op board did not have time to take his name off the contract. And it was time of the essence, and I we had to close on the apartment or lose the deposit. So I had decided that I would buy the apartment. Um, and I That said, makes sense. Yeah. I said, I'll buy it myself. That's fine. We had to keep his name on it because there wasn't enough time to take it off. So I said, look, we'll close with your name on it. I'll pay for it 100%. You'll have the shares and nominee status for me. And all that means is that they're not really his shares, that he's holding my shares. Right. And so I had power of attorney. I call back the shares whenever I want. I indemnify him against any lawsuits from construction. It was not his asset. Um, He had absolutely no financial stake in the apartment whatsoever. Um, And he and I were friends, um, so this seemed fine. And then I was doing construction. I was going to wait till I moved in to call back the shares. Um, And unfortunately, he passed away in an accident. And then his children refused to sign over the shares. And I showed them the documentation that showed that I paid for the apartment that their dad had no right to the apartment financially. They had no right to it. And it even says if I ever had to litigate, they would have to pay my legal fees. And they just refused to sign over the shares. And I reached out to them um, every month for about a year. And then after a year, I filed the lawsuit. And within two days of filing the lawsuit, they signed over the shares. Um, They did pay my legal fees. Um, and what are the papers right? The papers write that I sued his family claiming he wanted to gift me his shares of the apartment, which was all bullshit because I paid for them. They were never his shares. And but that it is made what the me, papers, right. the New York Post I'm reading here, like late hedge fund honchos, ex-gal pal, battering kids. So like they, of right. course, want the sensational story. Right, right, right. And it was right there in the lawsuit, all the right. proof that I paid for the apartment myself and that he had no legal right to the apartment. All the documentation was attached to the lawsuit. So the reporter had access to that information, but chose to write, you know, a lie. And it made me look like some gold digger or something. But happy to say it's resolved. And of course, I mean, it is the New York Post. Right, right. Well, they never let, (laughs) why let the truth interfere with a good storyline? Yes, I mean, you know, so... That makes sense. I mean, that's right. how you explain. I mean, that totally. So that's right. good. So that's all. And the past same year. reporter is the reporter who wrote the story on the Nanny Gate lawsuit. Yes. Um, which is the other. Which is, yes, I had someone that worked with me for 14 years. Um, and we had a falling out and parted ways. And she wanted to come back to work. And I would not let her. Um, she worked on average of two to four hours a day. I, she actually asked me to, she would keep saying she's going to retire. Would I keep it till she retires? And I would say fine. And I had someone else that actually did the housework. Um, right. Like when you told me the other day over drinks, like you were, she had a pretty cushy job. She had a very cushy life. I mean, there was a time I had water damage in my apartment and I lived in the Four Seasons for almost four months and she also lived in the Four Seasons in her own room. And oh, my God. Claimed that she worked like 18 hours a day. She kept upping it, 12 hours, So if I come and help hours. you with the Birkins and you ever live in the right, – can, can I live in the Four Seasons? overtime. Seriously. <laughs> but so she um, hooked up with some very left organizations and got pro bono legal representation and came after me with a um, – 
They organized protests in front of my apartment, like a hundred people. That, when you told me that is like, so you're living on Park Avenue. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the people who pro now I'm the daughter of a Holocaust survivor, and she knew that she was actually close with my dad when she would um, take a vacation. She would go stay with my dad in Florida. And the people that protested in front in front of my apartment, many of them were from um, anti-Semitic um, or what they like to call anti-Israel organizations. So they had Answer Coalition, Care, Hamas, Salawad, um, people of that ilk. Wow. And it was um, it was brutal. And I and. The uh, in the Second Circuit, judges can pick their cases, which I found out the hard way. Right. And the judge on the case, a woman was married to a woman who co-heads the Human Rights Department at NYU with um, a former attorney from the group that was suing me. And the um, the judge's spouse also did a lot of business with the group that was suing me. They're called the Urban Justice Center. Okay. And they go into the guise of community activists. Um, but I would encourage people to really peel away the layers of the onion and research more about this group. Yeah. Um, and let's see, what else can I tell you about that? No, I mean, all, so, all I know is like, I'm just picturing these, I would be like... So in my counterclaim, um, and I would encourage everybody to read my counterclaim as opposed to what you read in the paper and then all right. these blogs. Like a headline and a post. Read. Right. My counterclaim states that she had a scheme in which she stole... Over $50,000 from me. Um, and I, you know, we presented that to the judge and the judge. Oh, by the way, the judge's spouse also wrote a handbook with the groups that were protesting in front of my apartment. Um, her handbook was about how migrant domestic workers can humiliate their, you know, sue their employees, their employers, start with public protests and public humiliation. So there was a real conflict of interest. And we had asked wow. the judge to recuse herself. And the sole arbiter of whether or not the judge is conflicted is the judge. So she claimed, right. even though her spouse um, wrote a handbook with the protesters and partners with, and partnered with this urban justice center, she claimed that she was not conflicted. And right, she would sounds dismiss like a pretty big... my counterclaims, even though I had some real evidence in there. Um, then we resubmitted it, and then she would just not rule on it. She sat on it for like eight months. Um, and it was a horrible experience, but it was, all my counterclaims show that um, this housekeeper is not who the reporter in the paper tried to pretend she is. Um, and it was one. It was one of the worst times of my life. I have yeah. to say. And so, the, were the protesters like every day? They were showing up every day. Oh my god! They gosh. were handing out flyers about me um, with my name, my address, my phone number. They marched up Park Avenue. They had a full marching band. I mean, it was insane. I had that's a marching so, band. A marching band. Oh my so god! Two other women who would work with this housekeeper both wrote affidavits in my defense. Um, saying that That's... this housekeeper was a liar and that she didn't work more than a few hours a day and how nicely I treated her and treated other people who had worked for me in the past. Um, but nothing mattered. The judge didn't want to hear this. and That's crazy. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was terrible. But unfortunately, when people Google me, that's what they see. And so they have this preconceived notion. Well, hopefully, you know, well, I mean, first of all, it's in the past, so that's good. Yeah. And, you know, as America gets to know you, 
on The Real Housewives of New York. <laughs> Listen, once you are on a few episodes, trust me, people are going to be talking about a hundred other things. I'm sure. It's going to be sure. all, well, I mean, even when you Google you now, it's all about like, are you in a cast edition? And you know, like when you first started filming, they're like, who is that? And so right, like, right. there's, listen, this is the power of Bravo and the Housewives. Like that is going to take over everything, right. honestly. And same thing with Leah. It's, this just just Lee and I talk about Yeah, like this. do you guys know what I mean, I guess that's a good question. Like, do you know what you're in for? Um, Lee and I are t- Leah is in for more of it than I am yes, because she's holding she's... an apple. Yes. Um and Lee and I talk almost every day. So yeah, she's definitely a little nervous as to what it's going to bring. And she's you know, Leah is very raw, right? What you see yes. is what you get and which is what makes her so incredibly lovable. And I have to say, that's the other thing. She speaking, will be the fan favorite. I think so. Yeah. I mean, not not as opposed to you. I just no, think... no, no, even as opposed to me, because I'm, you know, a little more deliberate, and Leah just lets it all hang out, and she's the, people are going to love her. They're going to like, love her. She's going to. So that's the thing. Like, you, listen, you. I, I have online haters. I have online lovers. Like, I'm not even worried about that. Like, she'll ignore it. But like, you know, she'll be like not able to i mean eventually like everyone's going to want a picture wherever you go she ready for all that i don't know if she's ready for it we'll see but you know what? she's a tough girl and listen barbara k goes around and people i mean like you're gonna people are gonna be like that's elise i want to (laughs) speak remember how i came was i the first person that ever asked you for a picture from the real from the real housewives Um, genre yeah you were the first person yeah because i asked you at that first see that's right Listen, I, I, you gotta, you, you gotta get <laughs> you your pictures. You divergenized me. I did. And I divergenized you with Instagram. That's right. We did a story. Oh, and speaking of which. Yes. I have been checking your stories. I have not I seen. Know. It's okay. I, listen, you, I uh, listen a lot of people ask me for help with Instagram. Listen, it's a full-time freaking job. I know. So I we know. did a love, we'll, we'll like do a story today. But We I did just, a love fest. People loved it. Oh, good. Not, people good. loved it. But then I've been looking at your stories and I'm like, okay, she's not keeping up with her stories. I don't blame you. Doing a story is absolutely exhausting. It's exhausting. So, okay. So then I just want to talk about like, so how were, you know, so you're living your life, you're married, your daughter, right. Park Avenue. So how were you cast in The Housewives? Like that's really the million dollar question. How did this come so about? So I have... Um, I was cast by accident, actually. I wasn't looking to do it. Um, I was very close with Ramona and showed up to meet her for a drink when she was filming the first episode with two of our friends. Um, And I was just sort of sitting with the producers, having a drink, watching what the producers were watching on screen. And I made a couple of snarky comments. And the producers were like, all right, we're going to get you mic'd. Get in there. And that's the first scene. I believe it's going to be the first scene of the first show. Really? Yeah. So, so it was like that, they you weren't like okay. No, I was. We're looking, looking for this replacement for Barbara. We interviewed no. seven thousand people. We cho- you just literally were there and you said something I and they're was like just there. Yep. Wow. Yep. And then, and then literally the next day they were like, yeah, we really liked Elise Ramona. Ramona, why don't you bring her back? And so Ramona brought me back, and then. The third time I was on a friend's boat in the Hamptons, um, 
And Ramona's texting me saying, "Why come back and film with us? We really want you to come back and film." I said, "I'm on a." You were boat. in the Hamptons. I was in the, in the Hamptons on a boat. We weren't. We weren't docked. We were sort of tooling around. And like for anyone not in New York who doesn't realize, like the Hamptons, yes, it's everyone from New York goes there. It's not close, you guys, during summer traffic. It could take like three. Well, well, no, but they were filming at Ramona's house oh, in the Hamptons. Oh, okay, Ramona in South lives Hampton. a stone's throw away from me in the Hamptons. Okay. Um, and so I said, I can't get off the boat, you know, and I, and she said, I'll just take your Tinder and get off the, and I said, I can't do that, but I'll come by when we, when we dock, I'll come over. So the producers were saying to her, get Elise, get Elise, get her here. For I the guess scene. so. It, Either that's Ramona what it was saying like. it or the producers were saying it, but she was texting me, you know, the producers love you. So I went over there and we filmed again that night and then the next day. And then it just sort of kept happening. Wow. And they kept inviting me and I kept showing up and then they sent me a contract and we were taking it from there. But um, and now you're... But the... I have a lot of history with the housewives. I don't know. I think I told you. You did tell me. Now tell tell me. I introduced... Tell all of us. I introduced Jill Zarin to Bethany. Really? Yes. So you knew... So way back... Way back, like, I knew Jill before there was a Housewives. I knew Bethany. When Bethany... Because Bethany lived on the Upper East Side too, uh-huh. right? Okay. And when Bethany was filming for Martha Stewart Apprentice, she I remember. actually films in my kitchen wearing my little pink sweater. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you I went, mean, oh, I so went way back with Bethany when oh. Bethany was... So Bethany, yeah. I don't even remember that. So they filmed like a kitchen scene, like it had to be her own yeah, kitchen. Yeah, she filmed a kitchen scene. And her apartment was smaller and not. Yeah, she just used my kitchen. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. you knew Bethany. How? Where'd you meet Bethany? I met Bethany out at a club one night or at a restaurant. I was with my first husband and my first husband's brother, who thought Bethany was adorable, and Bethany was sitting in the banquet next to us. So I just started talking to her and brought her over. Um, and she went on a date with my ex-brother-in-law, but she and I actually bonded and have become friends. And this was like when you were 20-something, she was 20, or she was 20-something, like early 30s, this something was, like that. Yeah, early 30s, wow. I'd say, yeah. So that's, how, so that's how you met her, and you already knew Jill at this time? And I met Jill when Jill just started coming to New York and getting on the scene in New York. Really? Um, and that's how I met Jill. And then one night I took... Um, I invited Bethany out to dinner with Jill and Bobby um, and my husband. and So yeah. Jill was married at this point. Jill was married to Bobby, yep. And so you introduced Bethany and Jill. Yep. Wow. Yep. So this epic friendship <laughs> that has been, you know, it's like we've seen it. There, There's another example of reality TV. Like, you know, who knows if they would still be friends if they weren't on a show. Right. They might be. I don't know. Right. But so you're, you introduced these two. I introduced wow. them, yeah. So technically, you were part of the Real Housewives franchise right from the beginning. From day one. <laughs> because that is like an epic friendship that has seen, you know, right. highs and lows and now is at a different point. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Now, do you keep in touch with Jill or Bethany now? So Bethany, Bethany and I. I mean, she's um, very busy. We had We had a falling out and we lost touch and then... A couple years ago, saw one another um, because I was with Ramona at some of the filming and started talking again like nothing had ever happened. Um, I have a great deal of respect for Bethany, I have to say. And through it all, even though we had our our falling out, she's a 
smart, scrappy, tough girl um, woman now. She's done well for herself. She's done well, and I have a lot of respect for her. And this new guy seems great. I mean, I, I don't know him. him but... I've never met him. And Jill and I also um, had a falling out, We mixed, which, which you will see. Um, Ooh. We had a falling out years ago, okay. but it, it gets brought up this season. Interesting. Um, Luann brings it up. And Interesting. So, but Jill and I had actually had already gotten past it. We didn't talk for for many many years. Wow. And we had this falling out, and then when Bobby got sick, I reached out to her. Um, that makes sense. And we, um, a few weeks after Bobby died, we were in Morocco together with a bunch of friends, mutual friends. Um, and Jill and I were... You went together to Morocco? No, you just ran we, into... We went oh. together with a group oh, wow. of like 40 women. Oh, wow. Um, so you guys are good now, per se. We're we're good now. Yeah, we're good now. And although this thing sort of got dug up again right. um, on the show, we've, we've worked it all out, I believe. That's um, good. Yeah, but I also wish Jill a lot of... You know, look, she went through hell losing Bobby. Yeah, and she um, seems happy with her new man who I met. Abs- yeah. I mean, I don't know I, him I know Gary, well. too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and I knew Gary's dad for, like... Interesting. 15, 20 years. I um, met him at BravoCon. Yeah, so it's... And I, interesting. It's a, it's a small world. It's one of those things. And then did you know what about, like, Alex McCord? I did not know Alex. She traveled to different circles, that yeah. one. What about... I mean, she also lived in Brooklyn. What about Aviva? So Aviva and I have a very close friend in common. Okay. Um. So I sat with Aviva at my friend's son's bar mitzvah. Um, but I'm not friends with Aviva. And you know who I think you knew is Heather. Heather and I go way back. See? So I knew... Yummy Tummy. Yeah. Way before she started Yummy Tummy, I knew Jonathan, Heather's husband. Okay. Um, I've never met him. He's adorable. And he was Heather, very good friends with my ex-husband. Um, and his father was a head of the Reformed movement. He was a rabbi. Okay. Um, and so... I've known I've known Jonathan for thirty years, and um, he was See, at my this, first wedding. You're a perfect fit for the show. <laughs> I mean, really. And it was interesting because I, Heather and Jonathan had gotten together when my first marriage was breaking up. So we had double dated, and okay. so I've been to dinner with Heather a bunch of times. But then my marriage was falling apart, and so obviously I lost touch with Heather and Jonathan. And I hadn't seen them in years until we film in the Berkshires this season and Heather oh and Jonathan God. show up for dinner. Okay, so we have Jill, we have Heather sightings. <laughs> this is this might possibly we have you and Leah. This might possibly be the best season of Roni in a very long time. <laughs> and then who else was, oh Jules? Do you know Jules? I don't know Jules. Okay. I'm trying to think who else are past Luann I've, I've known around but you never really knew. So years. the current. Oh, and do, what about Kristen Tateman? No, she's all the way in the financial district. Um, what was I going to say? So other than Ramona, did you know anyone on the current cast before? Like Dorinda, Sonia. Yeah, I'd been. Um, I knew Dorinda when Richard was alive. Okay. Um, Dorinda was very close with the boyfriend that I had the issue with his estate. So I'd been to Dorinda's house. Um, for parties, and I sort of knew Sonia 
tangentially also over the years. Are you just like, these questions are so silly. Trust me, this is people want to know this stuff. (laughs) See how... I'm so nice because you're my, because we're friends. So I'm just like, if you don't like these questions, tell me. No, I'm fine. I'm not sure how, what I'm supposed to or not supposed to no, say that's as like far not... as revealing who's going to be on the show. but. And there's some things that I know that happen that I'm not going right. to say either, you know. Right. Well, I mean, so like technically the world is going to meet you as like, you know, like Luann brought Barbara Kay on, right. quote unquote. Right. And like you are Ramona's I'm Ramona's friend. You friend. will see me at least slain friend of Ramona. The singer stinger. <laughs> I'm calling her it, not you. It's fine. That's what, that is what I call her. Um, what was I going to ask you? Have you met anyone else? from other franchises just you know from like being in this world even though like you're not on yeah you're filming right like, you um, jersey girls beverly hills no i mean i so i'd met um when kelsey Grammer was married to oh camille, camille. Oh. i met i met her at a friend's party um because they used to live at central park yeah whatever um, that but is. i met her i met her i met them in the hamptons interesting um and the other, no, the other girls, I mean, I think I've met Lisa once, Lisa Renner, but I'm not, I right. we're not friends and, right, we, right. and she wouldn't recognize me. I just didn't know if you knew all these others. No. And what was I going to say? So from the past, you're closest now to who? Like Heather? Or are you just kind of, you're not really like the past No, girls? I wouldn't say I'm, I wouldn't say I'm close with Heather at all. In fact, I was very nervous seeing Heather and Jonathan because it was a blast from my past from my ex-husband. Right. So I'm. I, I was visibly shaken up by it. Um, but they were as sweet as can be. That's good. So they uh, they they definitely put me at ease. That's good. Now, because, just on a lighter note, because you are, because you fix four couples up, mm-hmm. and because you're going to fix me up, and I'm really <laughs> ready for this to happen right now, let's just pick a random. Like, if you were going to say, what do you think, like, a, a Sonia needs? Like, if you were going to fix up Sonia or Ramona. Oh, wow. I know. Well, what Sonia and Ramona need are not what they go for. They go for Um, young sometimes. Yeah, yeah, they tend to go for young. I mean, it's not like I'm revealing anything. It's shown on national TV. I mean, I've seen it firsthand, but this is what's shown. Right, right. It's kind of the same thing you said for me. You don't think I should be dating the young boys anymore. Right, right. That makes logical sense. Because there's really no good place for it to go, right? I mean, I understand, you know, you want to make every day count and have fun every day, but you also want to plan for a future. You know what the problem is? I mean, okay, I I agree with that. Here's the problem. Lisa's like, (laughs) (sighs) listen, there's no right. Like the younger ones, yes, it's frustrating when they're not at the same point you're at in life. But there's a certain like happiness and innocence. It's not even like fun. I mean, it is fun, but it's like it's a sweetness and they're more endearing. And then the people that are a little bit older that have, you know, they're at your same place in life. Like, I don't need to hear about like how wounded you are. Well, I don't know. I mean, well, I, I don't know. So someone very young who's dating someone older, I don't know if there's necessarily an innocence. There, there's, there's either a barter going on, right, where they're sure. looking to be taken care of financially. Sure. So that's not so innocent. That's not so innocent. I um, mean, both people, sides of it, get something out of the equation. Right. But it's not so innocent on either side, you know, yes. Or they have 
mommy or daddy issues, and yes. that's not so you know easy to deal with either. No. So I'm yes, not, yes, I'm not, and I'm yes. Not buying your excuse, you're not. No. You want me with someone <laughs> relatively age appropriate, appropriate, yeah, and successful. You know, like in whatever they do. Even though I'm not supposed to want any more Gucci bags in life, I'm supposed to. I'm go. not saying that you're not supposed to want any more Gucci bags. You may have Gucci bags. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. But just you know, whatever. No. You just, but you should listen. You should be I love able to, to stay home. If you retire tomorrow. You yes. should be able to still maintain your lifestyle as far as, far as your apartment. I would agree with all you that. You know, health care costs, things like that. I would agree with all of that. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. That's true. What else did I want to ask you? Um, I'm trying to think what else. Anything else you would like to talk about? I feel like it's going to be a great season, I, I feel. I think it's going to be um, an interesting season. I wish I could tell you more, but I, I don't think I sh- I'm no, supposed to. Don't. So I can't, I can't reveal what all the don't because I know some things turmoil too. is about right. and stuff. Like um, I know some things like you're friends with this one in real life. You're not friends with this one anymore. You had, but this is, this is why you, you know, I just think, you know, like embrace it. I do think you're going to. You are, I really feel like the first day after it airs, you will be doing something and someone is going to say like, oh, hi, I want a picture with you. You were just on The Real House. I'm telling you this is going to happen. Well, you know, it's already happened when people gather around when we're filming and then as soon as the microphone comes off, there's already people standing around asking to take a picture. And that makes sense. And um, tell, I just, see, I'm remembering things. Tell me your your story. Tell all the listeners. Remember you told me you were in, where was oh, it? South was of France. Sa- I was in St. Lucia. See, I was close. Um, South of France, St. Lucia. Yep. And, and on a boat and some people on the boat who I guess are Bravo fans and read all of the websites and blogs came over and asked me if I was Elise Slane. The new person on Housewives. See? They didn't say the new Barbara Kay, did they? No, no, they know only you are saying that. <laughs> I like saying that. I'm sorry. I won't say it anymore. I have to just say it for this. Although, didn't Barbara make out with someone? Uh, yeah, she made did out she? with Bethany on the show, right? Really? Yeah, they kissed. It was They were playing Truth or Dare. Oh. Yeah. See, I don't do you see anyone. how I can't remember that? But in real life, I can remember everything you right. said to me when we met. <laughs> All I know is I asked you to watch my bag, and you. Were I will like, always watch your bag. Thank you. You're, you're listen. I agree. You're giving me good advice. I shouldn't just be friends with every housewife. That I doesn't am have, so good. See, you I are. Miss my calling. You're in like life, a real though. like person. Like I, I really I do, enjoy you. Like I it's am. not just thank like you. it's not just like listen. This is how I feel. It's it's true. Like we met because you were on the show, but that doesn't mean we would have a lasting. Friendship. We're going to have a lasting friendship because right. we actually get along. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and I really, truly mean that. Thank you. And Listen, I feel there's, the same way. And there's like, for instance, there's two New Jersey girls I'm friends with, like, and they know the difference. They're like, okay, this is your job. Right. But like, we're actually your friends. I mean, it really, it's, people don't always understand it. And there's, I'm the kind of friend that shows up, like, if you, you call do. in the middle of the night and there's an emergency, I don't ask you to justify the emergency. Oh my God, I, I love it. I'm, I'm very low maintenance when it comes to that. Yeah. But well, that's good to but, know. Because one day yeah. maybe I'll need someone for something. I'm telling you, I'm the friend that every friend I have will say that. I'm the friend I that love you it. can count on. See, and I have I, my issues. Yeah. My issue is counting on someone. That's like, See, I, I'll admit it. So I don't so like to ask anyone for anything. I'm like, I'll figure it out. 
I mean, that's not such a bad thing, but I mean, like, we all need someone. It's like survivor skills. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm, you know, I'm, that's good to I'm know a that. shoulder to cry on. I'm logical. I, I never am a Pollyanna, so I'll never say to you, oh, it's going to be okay. I will give you the steps to make it okay, and I will be by your side when you take those steps. I like it. Just if you do nothing for me, have fun with me, have drinks with me, and you don't have to do it all at once, but just, you know, you'll keep your eyes open for, I, I told you this, I go through spurts where I make an effort and then I make no effort. No, I'm like, going to keep my eyes open. And here's then, the difference. Like, listen, yes. like you're, I think you're very self-aware. Like when you say like, oh, like Leah's going to explode more than me and she's going to be the fan. Like that's, that to me is a turn on, like self-awareness, the turn on, like I think people that sit around and cry like I'm single, I'm single, what's wrong with me? That is such a turnoff. Like I could say like I, I'm i part of the problem. Like I make no effort half the time. Like it's not like what's wrong with me? Why am I single? It's like, no, I got to get my shit together because I have my head in the clouds and right. I make no effort. Like it's literally handed to me. I've had two different guests on this podcast, I'll tell you off the air, that have basically asked me on dates and I'm like, yeah, 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 and not followed up. One of them is huge in really? like, the world. Yeah. See, so, so I wonder what's stopping see, you. See, so at the end of the day, that. like I'm not just like a star fucker because right. like I could have gone on dates with someone like pretty big, uh-huh. bigger than housewives technically, as far as like right. Followers. Okay, well something's stopping you. What's stopping you? Well, I just didn't you? like that particular guy. Okay, all right. Well, I that's mean, what stopped. I liked you. him as I love him as a person, but you but, know, but you weren't yeah. drawn to him for whatever no, reason. For whatever reason. Yeah. So Which, I am really good at, I'm, yeah. telling you, I'm not only good at setting people up, I'm very good at helping people um, navigate relationships from, Interesting. even when my daughter was 16 years old, all of her friends came to me for their dating advice. You told me, and, didn't you tell me about some gay her friend of hers? Yep, yep. Her gay friends, her straight friends. I, I'm... I'm a ghost texter for oh, a lot okay. of the friends. My friends I ghost text for. What's the story you told me? You'll tell it quickly about the two gay guys that you were that, ghost texting that, for. That one of her friends I was ghost texting for. Um, he was crazy about a guy. And then finally, um, one of her other friends sent me a text and said, okay, I'm in over my head. I need your help. How do I respond to this? And sent me a screenshot. And the screenshot was of the text that I had the other one send. So I had no that's idea funny. that these two guys were hanging out together. <laughs> that's, 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 that's really funny. Yeah. I like that you'll ghost text for me. Yes, I, I will like ghost that. text. I'm telling but you, but you have to, when I give you advice, you have to listen. You cannot, <sighs> there's no unauthorized texting. Really? Yes. Yes. We, there's, uh, there's. A whole plan, right? And it's not being someone you're not. No. You know, it's just, it's you taking the reins. And is it okay in the beginning? Because I go back, so like, I think I told you this story. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. Like, I went on a date with this guy in like December. Did I tell you this? I met him through like a housewives thing. Yes. And like, we got really drunk on the date. Listen, I'm not drunk every night, believe it or not. Like, I truly don't drink every night. Just let's start with that. And when I drink, I don't always get drunk. But, like, we got really drunk. It takes two to tango. And then, like, the next day I was like, fuck, why did I get – are you yeah. really opposed to – I am t- really opposed to it. I, I think figured, all these so. – um, and it's not that I'm some prude, but but there's something about wanting um, is always better than having initially. I agree. So all these apps where people are, like, doing Tinder and all these hookup apps and, and a lot of the kids tell me that first they sleep together and then they decide if they go they want to go on a date. And I'm thinking, are you insane? 
You know, I mean, the guys made this up. It's, and then they split the date. And I'm like, wait a minute. Oh. You sleep with the guy. You guys go out to, you know, maybe you'll go out to dinner. And if you do, he doesn't even take you on a proper date. You split it. I'm no, a feminist girls shouldn't to a be. degree. Girls shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, but I still, you know, I think basically the guy should take the girl out on a date. If one thing, if you're in a relationship and you're both pretty much making the same amount of money, I mean, at some point, yeah. you know, you both contribute to it. But initially- I just like when someone's aggressive with me in the sense of like, like I am an aggressive, like I, you know, I have just a salesy PR, just that's my personality. Right. So I'll make it all happen for everyone. I like when someone, listen, I, it's not ego. Like I'll, I'll take the lead because I always do. I like when someone else is like, not even paying, just like, are you free this day? We're doing this. We're doing that. And we're doing this. I'm like, Great. I get it. Like, I, I don't care it. what we do. You know, and there's something about leaving the person where they always want more yeah. of you. Right? If I could give great so dating hard advice. sometimes. But it's really important, right? It, someone should leave a date with you and realize that they have revealed so much about themselves and they just don't know enough about you. And that makes them want to come back for more. That's what you told me over drinks at East Pole. That is... That I agree with, but that is great advice. I like that. Yeah. You should have the person talk about themselves. Absolutely. Because if someone talks about themselves, they feel like just psychologically, you don't necessarily realize the other person didn't say anything. I, I feel. And right. then you're like, I had a great time because like, who doesn't like talking about themselves? Right, right. So not only did they have a great time, but the more they start to think about it, then they start to feel a little bit vulnerable. Oh right. my God, I like shared so much about myself. Um, and I don't know enough. About yeah, I told person. you after I got totally drunk with this guy, the, I listen, I don't get pissed at other people. I get pissed at myself. I was so mad the next day. I'm like, not that we went home together, but that you were in my freaking apartment. Yes, I felt totally vulnerable. Like, you'd see right. how – and mind you, it was the cleaning ladies. like, she – you know how it is with, like, the day before the cleaning lady comes? Right. It's always the – I'm like, now I feel totally vulnerable. Like, you see exactly where I live, how I live. It's Listen, right. it's a nice place, but, like – I I'm get like, it. I never can see this person again now, and we never <laughs> did. But – that's awesome. All right. So, and that was, gr- oh, okay. One more quick story and then we'll yes, go. Yes. It's lighthearted. Quickly tell us about your past. You're happily married. Right. But tell them the audience about your past with Tony Danza. <laughs> it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's you don't have to read it. No, it's, it's just real... like a funny story. It's a funny story. So with my first marriage, um, and my first husband, I definitely felt like I was the consolation prize and I was always making the effort and he was right. not making as much of an effort. So we went to Canyon Ranch together um, and they take you in Canyon Ranch, they take you to see your own personal advisor and they talk to you about your goals. And my husband and I both were um, in great shape. We both worked out a lot. We were right. athletes, which is something we shared in common. And I went in to see my counselor, and this person wanted to register me for all these different classes. And I said, no, first, before I commit to anything, I need to see what my husband wants to do so we can do classes together. And sure enough, my husband comes out of his meeting, and I want to sit down and look at the classes with him. And he signed up for a bike ride for every single day that we were there, leaving at like 7 in the morning and returning at 6 at night. Too much. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So there I am working out by myself um, at Canyon Ranch in the gym there. And Tony 
sees me and he comes over and starts talking to me and he starts working out with me. And then afterwards he said, what are you doing next? I said, I have a boxing class. And he said, I'll go to the boxing class with you. So he came to the boxing class with me and he became my my partner in the boxing class and he taught me how to jump rope doing double unders. Um, And we spent several days doing classes together and working out together and having lunch together. And I was just so pissed at my husband. I wasn't even talking to him, so there was no need to mention him to Tony. Right. Um, And finally, my husband got the hint that he was going to be in really big trouble. And he finally cut the bike tour short and showed up in the the cafeteria while I was eating with Tony. And he sat down and I introduced him, you know, David, this is Tony. Um, And then Tony basically said to David, look, I've been, you know, I've been spending time with her for a few days. I'm sure you're a nice guy, but like, this is my turn. Like I already put some work into this. Yeah, I already put some effort into this. Oh my God. And David said, you mean with my wife? And Tony said, your wife? You know, and that's where I turned multiple colors and shades of red. And I was like, well, you never asked. (laughs) You could have been Mrs. Tony Danza. I know you're happily married now. years later, many, many years later, um, before I met my current husband, um, very dear friends of mine who are very dear friends of Tony's decided to set us up um, on a date. Really? So they had, and we didn't realize it. So they had invited me to dinner and they said a friend of theirs is going to be at dinner with them. And I showed up to this dinner and it was Tony. And, oh my God. Yeah. And he was like, oh yeah. my God, I know you. Yeah. And so then I, and now another dear friend of mine is actually friends with him. So we saw each other about a month ago on That's the West so Side funny. and hung out and had drinks. He is one of the nicest, nicest, nicest people. Um, has a feels a real social obligation to do good in the world and to That's just amazing. make the world a better place. And so while the story is very playful and I really yeah. don't know him well at all, all it's of my interactions like with him are yeah. Great yeah, he guy. seems like I mean I've met him like once or twice, but yeah. I mean nothing what, like that. What what you see is what That's you get. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, well, we need to go have a drink. Yes, we do. You can eat if you want. I'll have a bite to eat. <laughs> you need to come back on, like, as the season airs. Because then we could talk about more then stuff. Then we could talk about more stuff. You know, stuff. we're friends, so, like, it's easy. You'll come downtown. Then I could give you all the real yeah, dish. Yeah, yeah. See, I didn't pressure you. Everyone's always afraid to sit down. And right. you were very diligent. You asked me for an outline ahead of time. <laughs> you are now – It's. I, I think you've started a trend because you're the first person to ask me for an outline. But since you, there's someone else that I would like to sit down with that has asked me for a huge outline as well. So you're all making me work. Oh, well, but aren't we worth it? Listen, Elise, you are so worth it. So I hope you had a good time. (laughs) I had a great time. Okay, I hope you had a good time. And just remember this, Elise, because I don't know if you know this about me, because you look at my Instagram and you see me out all the time. I am actually tired. Like, you don't realize this. Like, I <laughs> I actually would like to stay home one night. I would like to take a bath. I would like to read a book. I would like to watch my Bravo shows. But you know what? I put on my big girl pants and right. I force myself out the door. You know why? Why? Because I, David Yantef, can best serve all of these wonderful listeners behind the velvet robe. Oh, and before we go, yes. where can we find you on social media? Where can you find me? Instagram. Instagram. At Elise Lane. At Elise Lane. Which I think that's the main place to find you. Yeah. um, I have... um I've never uh, Twittered or tweeted or whatever I I don't do that either. Yeah. And me, it's at David Yontef. And are you on Cameo? I have to get you on Cameo. 
No, you should I, do it. it. People have asked um, me I'll, about I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll get you on it. I have okay. a hookup. I'm on it. I have a low rate. You're ra- I'll explain it off air. It's it, you'll like it, and it's like free money for not doing so much. And you can send well, messages to people. Who doesn't love that? Right. It's like listen, <laughs> you're not going to make you know your nine hundred thousand dollars that Tamara just left behind, but it's literally fun, and it's it's people will be happy that you're on cameo. Okay. Cool. All right. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Anytime. I love you dearly. Love you too. Bye. Bye.